Hello everyone, welcome back to Chin Watched. I thought I had a good intro, I never have a good intro. Um, <laughs> this is our second Spook Month episode, and I've got the same people back again. I've got Steph and Sonia back again for more Spook Month, but it's different this time. Um, yep, that's that. Alright, thanks for listening guys, <laughs> that's the end of the episode, because my mind just fucking stopped working. Um... <laughs> All right, um, I'm trying to remember what I actually have to say in the opening. You know, people say the start of your podcast is the most important part, so everyone has already turned it off by now. But um, we're talking about Haunting of Blind Manor. That's in the title, so you already know that. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I'll just do my little plugs. You can follow us on Instagram at Chim Watched and on Facebook and YouTube as well, but there's not really anything there at the moment. Um, and then you've got our other podcast, NBNA, the NBA one, that's at NBNA. Uh, oh, sorry, Steph's podcast, Tits and Other Shit, that's on Instagram <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of the go. That's that's that. Um, a little selection of podcasts. <laughs> bro, yeah, you can tell I'm fucking like, whacked out just tired trying to do this podcast because i'm just like i'm fucking i don't know man let's just fucking talk about movies and shit um <laughs> last week we talked about uh we watched well i think by then we'd only watched six or something horror mm. movies we watched a few more and then uh haunting of Bly manor came out last friday um <clears throat> sonia and i i can't remember if we even talked about this in the last one but sonia and i uh have been in love with this show since it came out <clears throat> fucking hell um by this show i mean haunting of hill house not Bly manor uh haunting of hill house we've been in love with it since it came out um steph i only introduced you to it six months ago or so mm-hmm. um because i, I felt obsessed. like re-watching it and yeah you <laughs> became obsessed with it as well um and then pretty much as soon as we were finished, you were like, oh, surely they do a second one. And I was like, <laughs> well, they are, but we don't actually know what it is yet. Uh, and then it kind of came out and it's nothing like the first one, um, mm. which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, Haunting of Hill House, um, pretty straightforward. Um, it is a a bit more... I'm not going to say generic because it's not generic, but it's a bit more like what you expect from a horror. Um, I think there was eight episodes of that one. Um, yeah, there was. There was 10 episodes in the first one. Mm. Um, this one has nine. So one shorter, but I kind of liked the length. Um, but it's directed and created by Mike Flanagan, who has done basically, he's done mostly just horror um, and the majority of his horrors fall into, like, my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, you've got Oculus, which uh, I believe we've all seen. Um, if you don't remember, that's the one with the haunted mirror. And it's, like, the them as kids and then them as adults. And the mirror starts making them fucking freak out and shit. Incredible, and they film it, that right? movie. <laughs> yes they yes. have the camera set up and they film everything fucking oh, incredible yes. i think we watched that one together um in our first spook month and first then year. uh yeah and then in 2016 he released hush which is the one 
uh, with what we've just discovered is his wife, um, where the guy stalks the deaf girl in her house, which is fucking incredible as well. You've got Before I Wake, which I don't think Steph has seen, but uh, no. <laughs> we have watched it, Sonia. I believe you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one where uh, he's, the kid is getting stalked by the canker man. Do you remember that one? Yes, because I remember being like, ha canker man. Yeah, we thought it was the best thing <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to explain it because I do still want to watch that with Steph because it, again, is very good. Okay. And then same year as well was Ouija Origin of Evil, which <sighs> we just watched uh, the other day just because we felt like it, but not part of Spook Month. We just watched it. Um, and then... <laughs> 2017, he had Gerald's Game, which was the Netflix one. Um, also the same year. No, not the same year, sorry. Gerald's Game was 2017. Haunting of Hill House was 2018. Um, and then 2019, last year, he did Doctor Sleep, which was the sequel to The Shining. So he has been very consistent in his quality. Um the thing I like about him, which a lot of people seem to like about the way he makes movies and TV shows, is um, he focuses on the characters and the themes um, and generally tries to do, like, interesting things with them rather than just, like, um, jump scares and like things like that. He's a lot more focused on um, creating, like, interesting characters and then just kind of putting them in a horror scenario i think haunting of hill house uh is probably the best example of that um of just like taking a bunch of well a family um all really different people all with their own problems um and just throwing them into this horror situation and it works really well um haunting of bly manor is very similar in that regard um, but yeah, Mike Flanagan, excellent director. Um, I definitely recommend all the ones we just talked about, um, cause they're incredible, but Haunting of Bly Manor, um, premiered 9th of October. So two weeks ago now, um, and pretty much has all the same cast that he uses in most of his stuff. He likes to use the same actors, which I really like, um, a few new ones, which we'll talk about. Peppa um, Pig. But basically, what'd you say? Peppa Pig. Oh, Peppa Pig. That's my favorite. <laughs> when you tagged me in that, that was maybe my favorite thing ever, that the little girl from this also plays Peppa Pig. I was like, that is incredible. <laughs> That's like the best thing ever. Um, so, oh, speaking of casting before we, cause I am going to, I want to give a spoiler warning soon, but, you know, before we like, I'll say if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Stop listening to the podcast. Go watch it. It's incredible. Um, it's only nine episodes. You can smash it out in like a week. Um, but uh, Sonia, this is going to be nothing to Steph. But Sonia, you know Tommy Wiseau's The Room, right? Sorry, repeat that. I don't think so. <laughs> the Room <laughs> with Tommy Wiseau, the best movie ever made. Please tell no. me someone knows it. Steph won't. I, I live under it. a rock, so basically, <laughs> it's a okay, no well, from this me. Is com- this is going completely 
unnoticed by both of you and i hate it um i'm sure no, so, knows. <laughs> okay so basically yeah i know a couple of people that listen to it know about it but basically um the room is like the worst movie ever made it's famous for being the worst movie ever made but um the it, it they made a movie about it called the disaster artist and it was uh james franco and dave franco yes i know this tommy wiseau and greg sestero right though that's what i'm talking about that but uh in the first scene of the show and also when it calls back to it at the end um and it shows without spoiling it the adults talking and the lady starts telling the story um the fiance is greg sestero but i tried so when that came up because we're watching it on the first day it comes out when that comes up I'm like, holy shit, is that Greg Sestero? To myself, of course, not to Steph, because she wouldn't even understand. <laughs> I'm like, is that Greg Sestero? So I start trying to look it up, and he's not in the cast list. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's just some guy that happens to look like him. Anyway, I checked today, and now he's listed in the cast list. So why was he not listed in the cast list before? But now he is. It made me feel like I was crazy, which I am but it made me feel more crazy than I actually am. And now I've realized he is actually in it. Um, and I was hoping that one of you would know it. So you'd be like, wow, that's so crazy. But neither of you do. Now I look even more insane. <laughs> and everyone listening to the podcast thinks I'm a fucking whack job. So thanks, They might guys. already think that for all you know. So. Surely. That's true. They probably, they probably do. <laughs> I, I can't blame them, to be fair. Um, anyway, Haunting and Bly Manor. Uh, I want to talk about the story, so uh, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it so that I don't ruin anything, because there's not much you can talk about without kind of ruining <laughs> any, like, any all of it, almost. Like, you kind of have to talk about everything to really, like, discuss it, and you can't really do that with, without spoiling it, so... Go watch it if you haven't. Um, we're going to start talking spoilers from here on out. So that's your warning. Um, first off, you guys. Um, I really liked uh, Victoria Pedretti as Danny. She uh, was in what's You, season yeah. two. Um, and she was in the last... She was in Hill House as well. Um, but I think... She's probably the standout actress for me in this. Definitely. I know it's a bit of a like straight pick because she's the main character, but I definitely think she's a standout. Um, but I'm actually interested to hear who your favorite actor was, I'll say first, and then we can talk characters. But your favorite actor, uh, Steph, you can go first if you want. Um, um... Just like the best performance, you think? You know I'm, I mean? <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go with what you said and say Victoria Pedretti. <laughs> I can't even say her full Victoria name. Even though <laughs> she's my favorite actor, I can't say her name. But I'm sure everyone gets who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think she always does an amazing job, even in the first one. Like she was just amazing, and she's just kept that up in the second one. And in you as well. Um, 
yeah, I think she's even becoming one of like my favorite actors in general. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely liking her, especially, um, in the, I don't know what to call like the haunting series, I guess. The haunting, I guess just, yeah, the haunting series, I guess that's what you would call it. The haunting series, because it's like always different names, but, um, yeah, definitely my favorite. Mm. What about you, Sonia? Um, I'm going with Amelia Eve, but I think it's just because she was my favorite character. So, oh, I okay. Mm. <laughs> I loved. I think my favorite part of watching it and you being a little bit behind us was <laughs> when I asked where you were up to, and you were like, oh, "I'm up to like here," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fair enough." And you go, "Hang on, lesbians? Are they in love?" And I was like. Uh, um, I'm not going to say anything. And you're like, please, please be in love. And like, obviously they are. Um, it was perfect. But yeah, you loved it. I loved it. I thought it was the best. Like, I mean, obviously it basically became the story, but I think it was the best part of the entire. And I just loved her. Um, she played so... that so well. Like mm. all of it. Mm. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I believe you. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, too, um, I think uh, Steph probably can't even correct me on this, but um, it would have been maybe four episodes in. There was one point where it cut from uh, the older version of her, spoilers, um, to, like, the current version in the way they were telling the story. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second it cut, it was like it cut from her narration into – uh, her talking and I was like yeah that's the same person I was like 100% they're the same person <laughs> but that didn't ruin it it wasn't like because it wasn't actually that big of a twist at the end that it was her mm. they didn't make it like oh it's this big thing um, and they were kind of subtle about it I think it was almost like you were supposed to work out it was her um, but I think that made me love it even more because by that point she was sort of like falling into the main character. Like it was basically her and Danny were the main characters, but knowing that it was her telling the story, I was like, okay, so obviously her character does play a huge part and is going to get way more interesting. And it did. Um, But yeah, I, in terms of favorite characters, I was going to say Jamie as well. Although Peter Quint is a fuckhead, but I kind of like the the way they made the character i don't like him he's a bad person maybe the worst person um but i like how they constructed his character and they made him a shit person but like they just really went ham on it and you never really feel bad for him like everything bad that happens to peter you're like you kind of deserve it though which i love (laughs) That's my favorite thing about shit characters when they do them right. Um, but even though I just said Jamie might be, and then I said Peter is, uh, Owen's actually my favorite character. Um, <laughs> I fucking love him. To be fair, I already loved the actor before uh, he was in this, so it was kind of biased at first. But he was a really good character, and I th- honestly think overall. I liked a lot more of the characters in this than I did Hill House. 
but that's because in Hill House they were kind of purposely shitty people. Um, Sonia, you already said Jamie was your favorite character, but Steph, who was your favorite character? Was it Danny as well? I don't know. I can't pick one because, like, I feel like I have like a few. It's so hard. So my favorite um, thing that Mike Flanagan did with uh, Hill House, and then he did it with this again, is leading into the last few episodes, like, um, you know, the first five or so. In the first series, it was the first five. Um, he puts the focus on one character more than the rest in one episode, and then he moves on to a different character in the next episode, which makes it less like full on because you're kind of focused on one character at a time. You're not being like, you're not having five different Mm. stories shoved down your throat at once. You're having one at a time. Um, Hill house. It was a bit more, uh, a bit more focused, but that's because there was like the five siblings and they just did one episode per sibling. And then the last five were just kind of a blend. Um, this one, I think obviously the first one pretty focused on Danny, but it kind of is focused on everyone. And then Danny gets her episode later when they explain what happened with, uh, her fiance, which that I loved. That was like so well written and so well put together as well. Where, like, you were actually, like, you feel bad for both of them, even though she's kind of the shitty person in that situation, you still feel bad for both of them. But she wasn't trying to be. No, but that's the thing. That's why you feel bad for her, because she's not trying to be a bad person, and she's Mm -hmm. not. She's just stuck in this situation, and, like, that was, yeah, that was painful Mm. to watch. But I think Um, that's also why it's so hard to pick a favorite character because they make you so emotionally invested in every Mm. single character and you can see every perspective yeah but that's what i mean about mike flanagan making it so character focused like the the that was the thing with hill house is that even though like some of them are really bad people um he kind of focuses on them enough and gives them enough reasons for you to kind of like them or feel bad for them that you don't necessarily hate them, even if they are a bad person and you're like, what you're doing is really shitty. You still like, you still like the character and how it is in the story, if that makes sense. Um, Which I guess is how I would describe how I feel about uh, Henry, the uncle because like he's a terrible person but you kind of still sympathize with his story just a little bit except for the part where he fucks his brother's wife but like apart from that like it's fine right like what's the big deal it's not that big of a deal um but yeah i think that's he's really good at just like honing in on the characters rather than the like horror shit that's happening to them. Um, the horror kind of 
takes a back seat almost to the characters, especially in this one. Because my initial thoughts in the first few episodes was like, this isn't as scary as Hill House. And that almost annoyed me. But then the further in it went, I was like, that's not the point though. Like the point isn't that it's scary because it's not about the horror. It's about, I guess, mainly Danny and Jamie is kind of like the main story by the end of it. But you don't really realize that until like halfway through. Um, so I was going to find, uh, the episode that I thought was the best. Um, oh, okay. Episode three was, uh, that was the Rebecca and Peter episode where it flashed back and it showed, um, Rebecca and Peter, uh, like falling in love. And then kind of like what everything happened, how it all happened. Um, and like Rebecca stuck in the lake and shit like that was fucked up. And yeah, all of that was very full on. Um, so definitely episode three and then episode five, I think. Yeah. Episode five was the other episode that I really liked, which was the Hannah episode where, uh, that's kind of the first point where they start explaining the whole, uh, time hopping thing, which I still don't understand really, even after finishing the show. But, um, that's where she's like jumping around and like, she's talking to Owen for the first time and then back to the bonfire. Uh, and then she's talking to, like Rebecca and Peter about their affair. Um, That is also the episode where Peter dies uh, in front of Miles and Flora and then discovers that he can go inside Miles's body, which was incredible. Um, But what was your favorite episode, I guess, or favorite even just character focus, I guess? Um, Sonia, you Um... can go first. Definitely. So I loved the last episode. I think it tied everything together so, so well. Um, The one that you loved, episode five, I did not like it all. I was like, I stopped. Like, I got bored of the jumping around and coming back to the same thing over and over and over again. And I think, really, I think that was the point for you to get frustrated with it because she was as well. But I was like, okay, Mm. like, I'm frustrated now. Like, (laughs) I've had enough. (laughs) Okay, I get it's the point, but I'm fucking angry. Yeah, so I loved that. And I also really liked the episode um, with the, I couldn't tell you the number, but where the faceless kid comes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to find which one that was. But yeah, I that one was fucked as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Possibly... Episode seven? I'm not sure. Maybe? But fuck episode I don't know. I'm trying to read the descriptions, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, it was six. So that was the one that was, like, focused on Flora a little bit, where she was dream hopping, and then, yeah, she, like, is trying to talk to Rebecca's ghost about it, and then Danny walks in and sees her. And then that's when they have to, like, take her upstairs and fucking kidnap her because that's the only way that they can 
stop it. Yep, 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 yep. That was a good episode. That was a great episode, actually. Yes. Mm. Um, Steph, your favorite. Um, I'm with Sonia on like the last episode, how she said that it just ties everything in together really well. I think it is really good, and it's um, I feel like the horror kind of picks up a little bit towards the end. So I feel like I'd probably say not just one, but two, eight and nine are my favorite Mm. because with um, eight, it gives a bit of information about like Kate and like her backstory and everything like that. Um, Because I was really interested and that was kind of the scary horror part, I think of it that was really interesting. So I'm going to go with eight and nine. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I want to talk about the last episode. Um, because it's fucking incredible. Because um, I don't remember exactly uh, how far into it, but even in this description, it's not very far. Um, it's like two sentences in that uh, it jumps into the future. So, like, because that was really unexpected. Um, I just, I didn't know how it was going to end, especially because episode eight was fully focused on um, Viola, like it was focused all the way in the past, mm. uh, which was really like just fucking, I don't know, it was really out of nowhere for the second last uh, episode, but I really liked that whole story. But then episode nine, it's like in 20 minutes, they managed to wrap up the entire main story and then move on. And it was like, that moving on was so interesting, like so much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would just be like, oh, it's uh, it's done. Like, that's it. Look at them. They're married now. And I was like, okay, this is nice, but you probably could have just like, you know, like said it happened and you didn't have to like show it all. But then the more it goes into it and they start like, you know, they find out that Flora and Miles don't remember anything that happened um and then they like wake up one night and danny is like strangling jamie i was like holy shit this is fucking wild (laughs) um and again even knowing that jamie was the older lady that was narrating the whole thing even knowing that you're like i don't know what the fuck's going on or where Mm. this is gonna go um (laughs) you're just on edge the whole time sort of with um when um, Viola's going to come after Danny and, like, how it's going to happen. Yeah. You just sit there playing the scenarios in your head. And I think that's actually more terrifying. Yeah, because, like, she kept seeing her in the water and then, like, yeah, when she strangled her, I was like, I don't know, man, this is fucked up. I don't know if I like it, but... (laughs) They have to stay happy. Um, They have to stay together. That's all... (laughs) Exactly. They do. I mean... They kind of get that, so that's nice. But, um, yeah, Danny goes and obviously kills herself um, and replaces Viola, which is nice. I liked that a lot. And I was like, again, could probably end it here. But, no, they had to go and make the last ten minutes of the show be the greatest ten minutes of any fucking Netflix show ever. Um <laughs> It, I don't even remember what song was playing, but it was so fucking good. Um, and again, the second 
it changed back to there. I was like, okay, so the one getting married is Flora and like Miles and Owen have to be here somewhere. And I was like, yeah, that that's obvious. Um, But again, even knowing that they're not very, they're not trying to make it like a twist. They, I think they realize that most people are going to understand that that's what it is. Some people won't until they like actually show it properly, but they don't, apart from the one line where she's like, huh, Flora is my middle name. Like apart from that, they're not very like on the nose about it. They just kind of like, oh yeah. So that like, that's them. Cool. Like, that's not the point. The point isn't, Oh, this is a big twist. The point is like, this is how their story ends and it ends really well. Um, I don't actually remember how Haunting of Hill House ended. Do either of you remember how it ended? Because I don't. One moment. I'm trying to look it up now. I know that the dad was left behind. Yeah. To be with the mother. Oh, yeah. They, like... Yeah. Hugh and Stephen stay behind and Olivia's death and its aftermath are revealed. The Dudleys were Abigail. We knew that. Convince the younger Hugh to keep the death of Abigail, how it conspired. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. So the dad, the mum, and Nell all uh, stay at the house dead together. And they're, like, just hanging out, being ghosts Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then uh, it skips to, like, Luke's sobriety Mm -hmm. party, like, two years later. Mm -hmm. I... Look, I don't think it was as strong of an ending as this one. Because I don't one. fucking remember it. <laughs> Obviously. But <laughs> this ending was like, I, you said it, Sonia, actually. You said to me that it kind of made the whole show. Like, yeah. Without an ending that strong, not that mm. the rest of the show was bad, but I think it wrapped <laughs> it up so perfectly and kind of tied everything together so well that it kind of made the whole show better. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, and like I said, that just the way the last scene is shown mm-hmm. proves that this series wasn't meant to be as scary as Hill House. That wasn't the point to make mm-hmm. a super like scary. scary horror series. Like the focus was on Danny and Jamie, and it mm-hmm. ends focusing on Danny and Jamie. Like that is the point of it. Yeah. The but point also... is lesbians. That's the point. <laughs> I think though. But I also. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you go. Um, One of you go. <laughs> I was just going to say that you said that the ending was lacking a bit in Haunting of Hill House. But I feel like it was so good that whole season that didn't have to be the perfect ending. Whereas in That's Haunting true. of Hill House, there wasn't much horror until the end. So they really you needed to perfect. Matter. Bly Manor, sorry. Bly Manor didn't have much horror until the end, so they needed to perfect that ending. Yeah. I think. Like, that's a pretty big call, I know. But I just didn't find it as scary as Haunting of Hill House until the end. Yeah. But again, it didn't come across as, like, um, this is why I'm trying to get other people to watch it, because I've got friends that were like, Haunting of Hill House was too scary. 
calling you out, Ryan. I know you're not listening to it, but he said it was too scary and couldn't fucking watch it. Oh, and Connor said that too. He'll listen to this. Connor, you're a pussy. Um, Haunting of Bly Manor isn't as scary. And again, like I said earlier, um, I was kind of annoyed by that at first because I was like, I wanted to watch a horror series. This isn't horror. I'm not scared. But then the further into it we got, I was like, actually... I don't really care that it's not scary because I like the story and I like the characters and Mm. the horror isn't the entire focus. It's just like, it has scary moments and Mm. the shit that's happening to them is kind of creepy. But in the end, the thing that creeped me out the most was Flora saying perfectly splendid all the time. And I thought it was going (laughs) to have some kind of big significance, but it really didn't. It was just a thing that she said because that's what Rebecca said. And I was fucking scared of that. I was like, bro, stop <laughs> saying that. I, I want to punch you well, it, every it was time linked you say to, it. It was linked to something because it was what's her name talking when she said perfectly splendid. No, it wasn't though. She wasn't inside her, was she? Yeah, that's what they're implying. I don't that think they were. Said, I, I think they were just implying that she said, no, I think they were just implying that she says it because she's like copying Rebecca. Because remember Rebecca at the end, she refuses her. to go into her. She's like, "No, I got you." Yeah. yeah. But like no, some... Miles, when he's weird, that's yeah. Peter. Like, no, but sometimes <laughs> they said though that she gets tucked away, and that's when what's her name comes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think when Flora gets tucked away, the other girl is there. In Flora's body Did and they says perfectly splendid. That or not? I just felt like it was implied because she always said, I'm tucked away. And I think there was a scene where she was tucked away and then Flora said perfectly splendid. And I felt like that implied that so that I've was her. just come up with a theory that I hadn't even considered. <laughs> that's what I said to Maybe you. You're right, though. But I'm she convinced that that's know. what it was. They, they didn't say that. But yeah, Sonia's no right. Reason. She refused to go into her at the end. So surely she Yeah, but that was fully it. taking over her, though. That wasn't her just being tucked uh, away for a moment. That's true, I guess. Okay. Mm. I'm very passionate Yay. about this. Clearly. <laughs> Anyone also believes me, please. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Showbizcheatsheet.com has an article called Haunting of Blind Matter. Why does Flora Wingrave say perfectly splendid? Let's find out. <laughs> um, buh, buh, buh. She's a key to the supernatural, we know. Um, come on, give us an answer. In using... Ah, oh, see? It's not her, Steph. Come on. Um, Peppa Pig! Cheatsheet.com che- cheat <laughs> says, In using Miss Jessel's catchphrase, perfectly splendid... Flora can maintain some semblance of a connection to her dearly departed nanny. What? So it's just her showing that she feels love for her. But sometimes Miss like Jessel, her. though, appears in Flora just like Peter does with Miles. No, she doesn't. No. Nah. No, she never does. What are you talking about? Well, how come it happens to Miles that? but doesn't happen to Flora? That makes no fucking sense. Sonia just said why. <laughs> because... Uh, What's her name? Miss Jessel doesn't like doing it because she feels bad for Flora. She, she still talks to Flora. Right. She still talks to Flora, but she doesn't go inside her body. 
Peter, on the other hand, doesn't give a fuck because he's an asshole, and so he goes inside Miles because he doesn't care. I honestly really thought that's what it was, and it was linked. And you know, you know what? what? I honestly it believed it too. So technically, though, like that's someone's one person's interpretation. Peppa like, Pig. This is my interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> so Peppa Pig says perfectly splendid. Too much. And it pisses me off. You know what? I'm gonna write my own article, about my theory, and see if anyone agrees with me, because I've got some theories too, and I think it could line up if I argued it correctly, which I did. <laughs> I it's so funny it's so funny looking at like I'm looking at Reddit now and I'm looking at like people talking about it like does anyone else find it really annoying like I can't <laughs> believe how many people just went oh yeah it just must be a thing that she says I was like in that first episode I think I was sitting there maybe I was, I was like same. too obsessed and I thought that everything was going to mean something. And I guess most of it did. It did but mean something. I was sitting there just going, why the fuck does she keep saying perfectly splendid all over and over again? What the fuck is it? I bet she's like an adult and she's just in a kid's body because she keeps saying perfectly splendid. But that's why and I thought that Miss Jessel's... And then it ended up just Jessel's... being her talking and like copying some lady. That was it. But, but that's why I convinced myself that Miss Jessel was inside her because she was acting like such an adult. I think she's just very mature for her age, if I'm honest. She's been through some shit. I'm still convinced. Yeah, Peppa Pig, (laughs) she knows what's up. Maybe Miss Miss Jessel did it when Peter was around because, you know what, she's like, she was kind of scared of Peter. Maybe. Um, I I don't know. I did just see a funny meme. I might post it uh, on my (laughs) Instagram. It says, uh, every time Flora says, perfectly splendid and it's uh the quote from mean girls that says i could hear people getting bored with me but i couldn't stop <laughs> uh, funny um but that here's... could also be the reason why they say perfectly splendid it's good promotion people look back oh, at it it's and... fucking annoying <laughs> and everyone just and if you say perfectly splendid someone they're just automatically triggered yeah that's true now i'm gonna start <laughs> saying it all the time I say it to you and you don't even notice that I'm referring to it. No, you said it the other day and you said it in her voice and I was like, don't. Don't you dare. I was like, shut the fuck up. So annoyed. (laughs) Is that why you didn't say anything? You were just so freaked out. You couldn't Mm -hmm. even find the words. Mm -hmm. Perfectly splendid. Um, So, shut up, Sonia. Um, So, uh, another thing. You should just label this podcast perfectly splendid. Perfectly splendid. (laughs) Um, Another thing that is kind of similar but was actually a horror aspect um are you guys fucking freaked out by mirrors now because i kind of am i'm not gonna lie even after watching oculus i'm like oh yeah like mirrors no worries this one i'm like bro what if my dead fiance starts looking at me in a mirror i better cover them all up because i don't trust him (laughs) like that was kind of fucked uh Mm. But like, oh my god, his side story, fucking fantastic! Oh, How yeah, have we not incredible. even talked about this yet? Yeah. What the fiance yes, story? That was such a good. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, incredible. Just because I was coming up with theories, and I said, uh, pretty much straight away. I think like the second time he came up, I'm like, yeah, that's probably like her ex boyfriend or something, and she probably like. He died or something. No, Maybe she brother. killed him. I yeah, I was between <laughs> brother and ex boyfriend. Certainly wasn't a brother. Um... But I didn't say fiance and I didn't say hit by a truck. 
So I yeah, the lights in the glasses. That was so smart. Really creative. That's the kind of shit that he pulls off, like the bent neck lady, where I'm yeah. like, that's really smart. And then you see it, and when it happens, you're like, how the fuck did I not think of that before? <laughs> but, My thing um, is, as soon yeah, as he I was really like in the yeah, go. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. Sorry. Um, my thing is, as soon as I saw him stepping out of the car, I was like, oh my god, this is where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. That whole story was so fucking good. And, mm. like, them being friends since they were kids, and their parents always trying to, like, set them up. Um, mm. and then, yeah, like, she sees him everywhere, sees him, like, at her, at his funeral, like yeah. that was fucked and it's just like I think what I really like about it that is that you expect it to be something to do with the house or like horror like sort of related something spooky but it's just like actual like trauma if that makes sense like yeah, they built right? a horror out of trauma so it's like it's almost like you're sort of implying that sometimes like trauma in life can like haunt you yeah, pretty much. And the other thing too is that they they never make him like a full ghost or anything. It's like mm. she just sees him in the back of reflections and things like that. Like they never turn him into a full-on ghost. So it is yeah. kind of implied that it's just like PTSD, like trauma, um, mm. which I really like, especially when – I wish they had more Because that him, was episode though. four. So for three episodes – I really wish they did. But, like, when you have three episodes of setting up (laughs) that, like, as a ghost, and then episode four, you jump into it straight away, and it's like, oh, my God, she's just fucking ruined because of it. Um, But also, that was uh, the same episode where Danny and Jamie kiss for the first time, so... Maybe that's the best episode. Who knows? Um, well, apart from the last one. But, um, yeah, I that was probably my favourite story arc from the whole thing. I really liked the fiancé thing. I kind of want to just rewatch the whole show already. So that's a good <laughs> sign as to how yeah. fucking enjoyable it is because I already just want to start it again. Um, I guess that's... It. I don't really have much else to to talk about specifically. We've talked about the ending. We've talked about all the storylines. Um, I guess like, uh, where where do you? I don't even know how to word it, but like, ranking this against Hill House is so hard. Um, but which one do you guys prefer? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Sonia's internet has shit itself. That's fun. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Sonia or not? I can now. Oh, she's back. She's back. She's back. She's back. I'm back. <laughs> oh, it's okay. okay. It's all right. It's all good, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, As I was saying, where do you rank this compared to Hill House? Like, which one do you prefer? Um, Sonia, you can kick it off if you want. Um, I'm going to say it's very hard to compare them because they're such different stories. Like, obviously, Hill House, I loved. We binged it in, like, two days or whatever it was when it first came out. Mm. (laughs) 
And this one, I took my time with it, but once I finished it, I was like, fuck, like, I really like the story behind it. And I think some people are getting lost in that. I've had a lot of people be like, oh, like, fuck this show because it's, they're comparing it too hard. I think that's not the point. It's a different story. It's not a sequel or a continuation or anything like that. But I love them both. I give them both 10 out of 10. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, no, I 100% agree that uh, it's hard to compare them. And I think having the same title does almost make it challenging for people uh, like just from the mainstream, uh, just kind of getting into it to not compare them. Um because people look at it as like a sequel of sorts, even though it actually has no connection whatsoever. Because um, my original theory of what they were going to... Are you right? Why is there a helicopter flying over our house right now? Um, <laughs> Why not? So my original thought when Hill House finished and they said they were going to make a second one and they said it was going to be different is I said they'll probably do it like... Uh, the first one was like about him writing the book about Hill House. So I thought the second one was going to be like him writing a book about somewhere different, um, which obviously would tie it in and it would make it more of a sequel. But this is so different and almost unconnected that if you gave it a completely different name or even just called it Bly Manor, um, I think there would be less of a comparison to make but mm. i'm gonna agree with sonia and i'm gonna say they're both 10 out of 10 and i kind of if i have to rank them i'm gonna have to put them equal because they're good for different reasons like they have different things that are better i like more i like the characters more in hill house but i like the story more in this one and i like uh jamie and danny more than any characters in Hill House. So there's that as well. Um, Steph, what do you think? Hmm. Um, I like both of them a lot, a lot. And I love the story of Bly Manor, but I find Haunting of Hill House more scary mm-hmm. than Bly Manor, I'd probably say. So it's very close, but I am going to give Haunting of Hill House a 10 out of 10 and Haunting of Bly Manor a 9 out of 10. Ooh, controversial. A 9 out of 10. (laughs) One point. (laughs) That is controversial if I've ever heard it. (laughs) I just think, I I loved it, but it, it was scary towards the end, but just not as scary... As haunting a field house, but does lack of scare Sorry, make for lower quality? Scares for you. <laughs> I still found the story really interesting. I loved how. I mean, you could say the same, I guess, about Blind Manor, but in Haunting Hills, every character was so extremely different, and I found that interesting as well. Hmm. So this is two weeks in a row. Well, it's been two weeks since we recorded the last one, but two episodes in a row where I have to tell Steph she's never coming on again. So that's a shame. But, it's um, like the fifth one. So. Honestly, it's nice having it's a- you, but good luck ever coming back on an episode because uh, 
you always <laughs> seem to disagree with me, so. I mean, not, look, not it's it. just one point rating. I'm, you know, a nine look, out of ten is. You're a still giving it a nine. That's still pretty good. <laughs> so I'll allow it. Yeah, I but, mean, um, I have heard from a lot of other people that they love the storyline of Bly Manor a lot, but it's not as scary as Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, but that doesn't make it less good. It's still good. It's it still a great story. But I feel like they're both in the. <laughs> but they're both in like they're both supposed to be in the horror category, and I felt like if it was like I don't know, a t- it's I don't even know if you call it a TV drama. It's not really that because it, it does have a touch of horror and spookiness to it, but just not to the extent of haunting a field house. And I think because the first season was so good and so scary, it's really hard to live up to that completely to that level. But I think he did a pretty good job almost making it that. Mm. And the good storyline definitely helps. All right, so you're never coming on an episode, but that's fine. Um, all right. That's <laughs> – yeah, fuck you. Um, it's that's... different, Steph. It's meant to be different. I just love I fucking up your podcast, Nathan. You have different opinions to me, and I don't like that, so you're not coming back. <laughs> this is why I make the podcast interesting, because I have different opinions to you. They're not interesting. Just gushing. They're just annoying. Yeah, literally. It would just be Sunday and I going, hey, have you guys seen this show? It's really fucking good, and that's it. Just <laughs> Us jacking off Haunting of Bly Manor for an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, I, yeah, we've got one more uh, Halloween episode to go, and it's going to come out on Halloween because I'm going to delay it by a day just to put it out on Halloween. Um, don't know what it's going to be yet, but um, we'll work that out. It's either going to be another summary of all the movies we've been watching or... I'll just pick one movie, probably something really bad, and then we can just talk about that for an hour. Um, Open to suggestions, but good luck changing my mind on it being Hubie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler movie. So, Watch me, like, the thing that you both hate. I'm not watching the Adam Sandler Halloween movie. I'm not. (laughs) Watch us... Watch me and Sonia watch Hubie Halloween and Bella. It's the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. And then Steph is like, you know, I kind of liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> we all joking about it, but like it would be very high possibility. Oh, 100%. That'd have to be like one <laughs> fart joke and you'd be like, hey, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Steph and Sonia, for coming on again. Um, I guess everyone can be excited to hear from you next week as well. Um, and yeah, you can, you know, all the usual shit, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook and Steph's podcast on, uh, Instagram and, uh, Sonia's only fans at Freddie Devine. And, um, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> that's it. Uh, thanks for listening guys. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Deuces.